Chapter 2. The Past. Growing up in the 70s. I always struggled with my weight. When I was a child, I was chubby, but my sister was huge. My mum got so upset about it that she took us to this Harley Street doctor in the heart of London. He gave us these little blue pills that were basically speed. My sister slimmed down and became very beautiful. She left the house one day looking normal with flared jeans, jumper and a long hazel bob and returned with a spiky crew cut, fishnet stockings and a tutu. My dad hit the roof. No one could beat my dad when it came to a tirade of swearing. It always started with, Jesus, Mary, son of a goddamn bitch. We'd all take cover as he often bawled his fists, occasionally hitting out at a wall or a door. It was scary, but at the same time, he was so magnetizingly funny that we didn't really dwell on it. My sister became one of the first punk rockers in London. She ran away and lived in a squat in Fulham and apparently slept with Stuart Copeland and Billy Idol. Sadly though, she also kept up her dependency on those little blue pills and would stay up for days and days hanging spiders from the ceiling of her room. She was always weird right from the start. She used to run down our road and hang all her clothes on someone's washing line, then run back to the house totally naked, laughing hysterically. I should add she was probably about six when she did that. But as she got older, she got meaner. My parents would make her give us baths once a week and she obviously hated doing that. So to punish us, she'd make us drink our medicine. This consisted of whatever she could find in the bathroom mixed in a cup, like shaving foam, shampoo, toothpaste, hair dye, and sometimes even mouthwash. So whenever my parents would call out, bath time, me and my brother would scream and run and hide. She was pretty evil. The school system had nothing on her. She liked getting kicked out of school, and she knew how. Her trick was, when they'd ask her to do something, she'd just say, no. She wouldn't get angry or rude. She'd just refuse to do anything. Brilliant, really. It was a shame, though, because we all knew she was probably the smartest out of all of us. But it wasn't really her fault. We didn't think much of school in our family. My dad had done very badly at high school, and my mum got minus 5% for spelling her name wrong in an English exam once. My dad would go on about teachers being failed in the field of their choosing, and therefore they had to teach. He was a self-taught graphic design entrepreneur, and if he didn't need education, then why should we? And because we were all constantly behind, we walked around with a kind of failure superiority. I remember being very proud that I got the lowest exam results in my secondary school history. We lived in a town on the Thames called Putney in southwest London. Back then, Putney was pretty well unpretty. For some reason, it had about six shoe shops on the high street and not much else except for some pretty rough pubs. 
It always looked dirty, and we had to look out for ourselves. Crime rate was high, and violence was a problem. My sister was beaten up a few times just because of the way she dressed. I'm the youngest of four, Robbie, Lisa, Ben, then me. My dad bought our house, the Kerry Stables, for £4,000 in the early 60s, and it was amazing. He said that when they took possession, it still had some horse manure on the floor and leftover hay, and some old harnesses hanging on the walls. Dad converted it into one of the most outstanding, funky, awesome houses you've ever laid your eyes on. We had a massive living room with a swing dangling from the ceiling and our own stage where we'd have house concerts. I shared the hayloft with my brother. We had double doors that looked out over the courtyard where they used to throw the hay down. We'd sit there with our legs dangling out, watching people walk up and down our road. Sometimes we'd superglue a 50p piece to the pavement and watch people trying to pick it up. That was Lisa's idea. We all loved our house like it was a member of our family. We used to skateboard around the living room and had chickens, dogs, cats, a producing beehive and even a snake, all in the heart of London. People were always dropping in and visiting. It was a great social hub. But in the winter it was cold, so cold. I often dreamed of living in a house that had warm stuff, like carpet and central heating. I went to bed in a woolly hat, big socks, and even gloves on. When it would rain, which was obviously often, we'd all run for the cupboards and grab pots to put under the various leaks, and the whole place was kind of leaning a little. It was fab. I don't think we even had a lock on the front door. We lived on the side of non-caution and freedom of spirit behind our big wooden stable gates in our own little world. Back then, your mother was either an alcoholic or addicted to Valium. My mum chose the first. She used to drive us back from school and knock wing mirrors off the oncoming cars. We'd lie flat on the floor in the back of our VW camper, praying for our lives. She was absolutely beautiful when she met my dad. I'd say she was maybe prettier than Elizabeth Taylor. In fact, people used to stop her in the street sometimes thinking she was Elizabeth Taylor, and she aged quite like her too. It was excruciatingly hard for her to lose her figure because I don't think she felt much value except for her tremendous beauty. She also wanted her kids to be beautiful too. In my parents' bedroom, she had one of those big rubber band machines that would shake you to break up the fat. I spent hours on it and it did nothing except make you go red. She used to put us all on diets the whole time. I was just a kid and I'd be on the egg diet where you'd have to eat eight hard-boiled eggs a day, the fruit salad one, where you'd eat about a tank of fruit salad, the meat one, the juice one, loads of them. We had these little strips you'd pee on to tell you if you were losing weight or not. And I was constantly going up and down and binge eating and watching my pee. It was totally neurotic. The most important thing to her was outward beauty and table manners. I remember her saying, your face is all right, but it's a shame you got your father's body. Oh my. And she was right. 
My mother at one time had possessed an 18 inch waist. I can't even imagine what that must be like. She was also a debutant in her late teens, which means you have tea with the queen mother and it entitles you to be very English and very snobby. She then became a poodle clipper, also very snobby. And if it weren't for the fact that she was really funny, well, thank God she was really funny. Being the 70s, husbands were pretty much entitled to be philanderers, especially guys in advertising who were as cool as my dad. And that was hard on my mom. She felt like a baby-making machine, left at home while dad was out playing around. She had eight pregnancies and four children, which was obviously awful. And she ate bad 80s food like saccharin and margarine and diet everything, washed down with large amounts of gin. So what started out as a small problem started to really take its toll when I was about 10. She was so good at hiding it, we didn't know what was going on for years. As she became consumed by it, us kids became angry. I could tell by the back of her head from about 400 feet away that she was drunk, and I'd avoid any contact and lie in my room for hours listening to Frankie Goes to Hollywood and Tears for Fears. But credit where credit's due, up until my teenage years, she was a supportive and active great mum, and she was an amazing cook, which of course is fattening in itself. We'd have fried breakfast most mornings with fried bread. Mmm, yummy. And a roasted dinner most nights. Dark orange was something she'd whip up. She really could really cook. And she can't always have been such a big snob, because she did marry a Canadian after all. Yep, that's the kind of thing my mum would say. A big problem in my life was education. Primary school was pretty fun, although I was picked on because of my weight. I also made a great friend, Lisa Davis, and we were inseparable. We would dream of riding ponies and talk about them all day long. But from the very beginning, education was incomprehensible to me. Like telling the time took me so long to understand. I think I just thought you should be able to understand everything and learning to understand things. Well, I just didn't understand how to learn to do that. So I was drilled to get into secondary school. They literally brainwashed me on how to pass the exam. Hours and hours after school going over old exam papers. This enabled me to get into a very posh secondary girls private school where I didn't stand a hope in hell of keeping up. By the time I was a teenager, I was bunking off a lot. I'd hide in my room in the morning, then sneak into my sister's room and watch telly for the whole day. At four o'clock, I'd stroll downstairs in my school uniform and my mum would just smile and say, Oh, I didn't see you come in. My average mark was about 13%. When I did go to class, the teachers would start talking and I'd just start looking out the window and then all of a sudden the class would be over. I simply just could not apply myself. I'd give it a stab every once in a while, but it was futile. 
My self-esteem was peeled from me and I started to live in my head because the world was un-understandable. I also worked very hard at being the class idiot. But eventually I even grew tired of that. Being a teenager is hard. I know. I took a deep dive down into it. But at least my early childhood was great. Good foundations and all that. My parents were happy. Super social and fun. They always threw us great birthdays and my early memories were all full of excitement, laughing and amazing holidays in Europe. And when I was 10, daddy got me a pony. I spent pretty much every weekend up until the age of 16 at Barwell Horse Farm from dawn till dusk with my pony, my best friend, Lisa, and Aunt Daphne who ran the pony club. Horses kept me out of trouble, I should think. Well, at least most of it. <laughs>